Shine. Come on, it's 6 o'clock. Rise and shine. Rise and shine. It's time for Early Break with Sip and Jake. Brought to you by Gaina Trucking. Live from the Coppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Here's 93.7 at tickets, Jake Sorensen. Did seem kind of meh. And the Lincoln Journal stars, Steve Sipple. Surprisingly good. This is Early Break with Sip and Jake. Sponsored by Gaina Trucking. Good morning, happy Wednesday to you, Steve Sipple, Jake Sorensen, early break, full show ahead in this double barrel Wednesday, Sean Callahan, Parker Gabriel, and the mailbag, get your questions into earlybreak937 at gmail.com. How are you this fine morning? Uh, I'm good, doing good. Did you we, ride the hog yesterday? Uh, it was like what? 60 degrees at one point. Um, I hope you got on the hog. I did not. What? What were you doing? I, I had things, I had, uh-huh. I had like uh, chores. I had a busy. You know, chores can be done on the hog. I had a busy day yesterday, um, like just just a busy. Let's just call it that, a busy day. So I wasn't, I didn't ride the hog. Okay, we started yesterday by saying I watched a movie. Yeah, and we did never got back to it. So I want to real quickly. What was the movie? It it's called the funny it was, movie. Yeah, it was a decent movie that you and Elizabeth okay might like. I, I'm intrigued. It's. It didn't get much on Rotten Tomatoes. It wasn't really highly reviewed. I would compare it to Raising Arizona. Okay. How, how, how old is it? Is it a new movie? Quirky. Um, or is it old, I don't think like it's Raising new. Arizona. I think it's, it, it's... I don't know when it came out. It's called... We should say the name. Yeah, please point. give me the name. Yeah, Barry Monday is what it's called. Barry Monday. I have never heard of Barry it's Monday. It's very interesting. Barry Monday wakes up... Okay. After being attacked to realize that he's missing his family jewels. <laughs> to make matters worse, he learns he's facing a paternity lawsuit filed by a woman he can't remember having sex with. <laughs> it's a really good movie. I mean, it is. It's, it's really, really well done. It's interesting. It's kind of, it's one of those movies that's a great. It's a very interesting t- uh I'll do it there. again. Yeah, please do. Yeah, Barry Monday. And Barry Monday's Patrick Wilson, who's a Never really, heard of him. really good actor. Never like, heard of him. Yeah, really, really strong in this. Barry Monday wakes up after being attacked to realize that he's missing his family jewels. Yeah, somebody punches balls. I, um, I got. I get. The, yeah, I'm aware of the family jewels. I am. A, I have been a man for 30 years. Okay. I get the gist. Okay, got it. <laughs> to make matters worse, he learns he's facing a paternity lawsuit filed by a woman he can't remember having sex with and then it goes from there and it's not it is not like a tawdry movie it's really well done it's it's they do it in sort of a like how did you how did you stumble across this here's the deal with trixie okay she always finds she has a knack a strange knack for finding good movies and usually how it goes is i i just stumble into the house at whatever time 2010 by the way 2010 um, and it's rated R. It kind of surprises me. It's rated R. It's almost it's border PG. Um, seriously, despite the 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 description yeah. would make it seem it's PG thirteen to R. Yeah, PG thirteen. I would say. Yeah. I'm trying to think, if there's a there's a little nudity, not a lot. Um, anyway, yeah. Usually how it works, I just stumble in into the house and she's watching a movie, and I'm always and it's always intriguing to me because it's always like, man, this is good. 
Um, this is interesting. So you, you think she picks out good movies? She picks out really good movies, yeah. I mean, come on, who's heard of Barry Monday? I've never heard of it before. you got to watch it. i never heard of Patrick Wilson either. Strong movie. Strong. Uh, John in Des Moines is up with this early. Yeah, okay. Shout out, John. Hi, John. Good morning, John. Hi, John. Four, have we six, been here from John? We have, yeah. 402-464-5685. Call or text as always. John says, please tell me Sip finished watching Ozark before he watched this classic Barry Monday movie. Yes, I did, John. Yeah, I did. We were both through yeah, Ozark. We're through. We're through seven episodes. Yes, it we was, are. I would thought it was excellent. The, I'm just going to say one thing. Okay. The last episode was a little bit, you, got to, you had to really lock in. And I watched it twice, just so I understood it. But it, I, I thought I thought Ozark delivered. Elizabeth thought the last episode sucked. Ooh. I said, really? Is it, because it, was it too predictable? No. What was going to happen No, there? I thought it was a little convoluted. That's that's why Convol- I had to watch Maybe it Maybe that was why she didn't like yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It, it went in a few different directions that were hard to, you had to tie it all together. I think that might be what she thinks, too. It's just yeah. there's too much. And, yeah, that's what Lori thought. Okay. Well, same, great minds think alike, I guess, yeah. and. That's what I, I thought it was a great show. I can't wait for part two. Yeah, me, me, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm really in, intrigued what how Ruth responds to all this. Corey says, uh, "I've never heard of Barry Monday, but Jake, you would dec- you would definitely recognize Patrick Wilson if you saw him." Yeah, you would. What has he been in? I you you got another Patrick Wilson movie for me here? I never heard the name ever. Sounds like an athlete. I can I IM- or a, like a broadcaster. I can IMBD him if you want me to. Yeah, do that. Patrick, okay, I'm gonna do I've never, right never heard right the name now. of Patrick Wilson, but if I I might know a movie by the title if you give it to me. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it right now. Let's do this. Let's okay, do this. Yeah. He, he's been in uh, the Phantom of the Opera, Hard Candy, okay. Watchmen. Um, I think I saw that movie. Um, I haven't seen the first two, Phantom of the Opera or yeah or the Hard Candy. Okay, he's. He uh, was born on July third. I don't care what he was born. Um, okay, here we go. Um, he had national tours. It's fast. Just captivating. terrible radio. Captivating radio. Let's do right this now. later. Let's do this later. Yeah, give me, yeah, give me the Patrick Wilson scoop later, Don. Yeah, Patrick right Wilson show. is excellent in Barry Monday. I'm just gonna say that. Thank you. And then we'll move on to hoops. No, we'll move on to football. We're moving on to football. <laughs> there is basketball tonight, though. Nebraska plays at 8 p.m. 8 p.m. against Minnesota. It'll be a tough game, although Minnesota's lost 7 of 8 or possibly 8 of 9. And that Minnesota is struggling, but it'll be tough. This will be a tough Let's game. Let's go to this real quick, then we'll go to football. You sure? That's fine. Yeah, fine with me. Okay. Yeah. I think that's the play. Yeah, let's do that. Uh, all right. Yeah, okay. So basketball plays tonight. As we all know, they're coming off of a 24-point blowout loss to what is a pretty pedestrian Northwestern team uh, that Nebraska was blown out to on Saturday. Yeah. So there was a, a little dive into the actual attendance for these games because the attendance listed on the box score is never accurate. It's, they go off of what tickets are sold for the game, not who's actually getting scanned in because it's, it's embarrassing for what they are used to. But that's what happens when your team's not very good. So per the AP's Eric Olson yesterday... Uh, looking at scanned tickets this season, Sip, the yeah. average attendance for Nebraska men's basketball is 7,160 people per game. That is down 22% from 2019-2020 for Husker Hoops. The highest attendance this year was 12,450 against Creighton in November, and the lowest was a rescheduled game against Wisconsin at 4 p.m., for just 4,500 people uh, in that one. But otherwise, in terms of games that were scheduled as they should have been, at, like what they were supposed to be, 
Indiana, 5,720 fans in the Illinois game, which Nebraska was in for a while, just 5,497 scanned tickets. Well, you know, you can look at this glass half full, glass half empty, right? As a cloud leader at Deloitte, I get to work every day with innovators who don't just wonder what's possible, they engineer it with cloud. If you're one of those people, you'll like Deloitte's OnCloud podcast, where my co-host Mike Cavus and I talk with business leaders and explore how to use cloud to impact business models, revenue streams, workplace cultures, AI adoption, and more. Join me, David Linthicum, by subscribing to OnCloud, where you get your podcasts. Um, glass half full is, man, they're still drawing 7,160. Sure. Okay. I, yeah, that's that's a way to look at it. That's one way to look at it, right? Those are some loyal fans. That's just right about half of the capacity. Right. Maybe just under half. Just Real, a, bare, a touch I under mean, half. They've they've hung in there. Those fans, you tip your cap to, right? That's not too bad. I'm going to stand the glass half glass half full real quick. Okay. Do you that's understand fine. that if you're trying to use this this story, this situation to be part of the reason to fire Fred because of revenue? No. Uh-uh. It's not. It just doesn't. There's not enough. It doesn't make enough of a dent. Like, you couldn't say, come on, Sip, um, the fact that they're losing is costing Nebraska a lot of money. No. No, it would cost. I mean, if you did that, if you really, really cracked into it, cracked down on it, the books, you could maybe say, yeah, they, they might lose two million out of this, or a million five. Um, but in a, you know, in a hundred and fifty plus million dollar enterprise, mm, come on, you can make that up pretty easy. You can't. You're not. You can't use this and say, see, you have to pay out that buyout because you're losing so much money in in ticket revenue. No, not really. Not really. Yeah, I, when you look at where Nebraska has been, you're, you're not. Right, you're right. It's not the revenue for the tickets is not going to be a reason to fire no. him. But there's just not. But if you are Trev Alberts and you look at attendance over the last few years, it, it's a it's, it is telling about where fans are at though. Yeah, they're still <laughs> half. Yeah, this you know this is me going from half full to half yeah. empty now, which uh-huh. is gone, which is pretty easy to do with this program. If you're Trev Alberts, you look at historically the scan tickets or, or the you know the tickets sold, and, and Nebraska has been. Very strong the last few years. Even just, you know, obviously last year didn't count with with COVID, but uh, but before that, you know, Nebraska has been done a pretty good job of selling PBA despite not being a great team, right? In in years prior, so um, there's, a, there's a good picture. I mean, what would 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 seven thousand fans still show up? Because I I think that they those fans would just show up regardless. What if Nebraska went two straight years of not winning a conference game in basketball? Would there still be 7,000 fans because they just want something to do? It would probably go down a little bit. I think a little bit. A little bit. But mm-hmm. they would still say, this is the show in town. Yeah. I'm going to go support it because that's just what this, this fan base is for the most part. Very, yeah. very loyal, very proud fans despite oftentimes being disappointing in the product that they watch. Right. Oh, yeah. This is really hard. I mean, now we got to... I mean, it happens, though. I mean, Georgia's having this kind of season. Sometimes I think we're overreacting a little bit. This has been three straight seasons for Nebraska of this type of season. It's true. <laughs> so, no, we're not overreacting. Okay, the, I appreciate The that. last thing that we're doing about Nebraska basketball 
is overreacting. We're probably not reacting enough to what is going on okay. on the court. There is a there is there is times I have thought if I was doing the post game show for Nebraska basketball, I would probably have profanities flying on this these airwaves. <laughs> so it's a good thing I got a day or two to think about what I'm going to say when we come back for Monday after a basketball. There's game. a great photo on HuskerExtra.com. You can you can see this if you want. There's a great I mean it's a tremendous photo of the crowd and empty seats but in the middle of the photo um, there's a man that's <laughs> there's a man that's sitting by himself has a mask on but he's leaned forward and he's clutching the back of his neck <laughs> like this is literally giving me a he's like yeah. <laughs> oh no it's literally giving him a pain in the neck yeah it's it's not a oh man it's what blanket said he for uh for Saturday's game against Northwestern he, he sat in the nice level 200 level 200 uh -huh. level yeah paid three bucks for tickets <laughs> he paid three dollars for tickets in the 200 you're gonna level. get seven thousand people there as long as it's like that yeah three because, I mean yeah because if three you're bucks, a family sure. if you if you're a dad and you have four kids this it's is a great time, time to, to go it. hey kids uh, don't expect much from the game but here we're gonna go watch now yeah. this is cheap yeah, I mean, you can go watch other Big Ten teams. Yeah. Um, We're watching Iowa tonight. We're yeah. watching Iowa. Yeah, I mean, that, that three bucks for the 200 level, that's a dream scenario. But it's a rough no, – no, this is rough for Fred. I I don't – I do wonder, like, when he hears, like, that sort of thing, what goes through his mind. Is It, it can't really be a factor in his world, right? That's, he can't control that. Um, he knows the deal. But I know I would feel, if I were in his shoes, I would feel kind of responsible for that. Like, kind of. Yeah. Like, kind of. Yeah. Like I'm How about all the way responsible? Yeah. It would be a hard, it would be a sort of a sinking feeling. But they're, they're still, you know, they're going to they're gonna show up at 8 o'clock tonight um, and give it a well, go. They'll be on the court for sure. Yeah. Will, I, will they show up, though? Yeah, they didn't show up. They didn't show up Saturday. You're right. They did not well, show up. There'll be five players at a time playing for Nebraska, but are they actually playing or just there? Well, they're going to have to play tonight. Well, they're, yeah, they're, if they want to win, yeah, right. but they haven't I'm, done that for a long time. But I don't want to go overboard. I mean, Minnesota's Minnesota's struggling. Um, stay with the crowd, though. It's this this it is a very very loyal fan. God, now I'm going to get whipped. I got to not get whipped into a frenzy here. This I'm fine has, with it. I'll this, allow it. This has been a very loyal fan base going back to when they played at the Bob Devaney Sports Center, and I assume the the NU Coliseum. Um, I wasn't Jake. Believe it or not, I wasn't. A, don't you went you went around back then. No. You weren't uh, <laughs> no. writing for the team. No, I didn't back see then. Jimmy Kubiaki <laughs> beat Kansas with with a shot after starting the game on the bench. In street clothes. I didn't see it. I wasn't there in 1950. You might have been on the sidelines for that I one. I think it was 58. <laughs> no, I wasn't. Um, but I I was there for all the Devaney years, and, it's, and, and I've always, always followed this program. And we should make that clear to people, by the way. I think we should make that really clear to our listeners. Maybe maybe we haven't done that enough. We've I think we've made it clear that you are an ardent fan. And – if, you wouldn't know that this year, Bo. You would not know that I'm an ardent fan, by the way, of follow the team this year. Because it's just it's not worth my time to invest that much. Oh, well, time. I'm I we've had that conversation and I'm t and I'm here to tell you it is worth your time. I think it I think it's informative. I think it I think you need to 
I, can, I think it'd be an, I think it can be informative for future years. That, and then I think you, it, it might be, a, I don't know. I'm just trying to sell you something. I, I, I appreciate the sales. Pitch. Now, hold on. Wouldn't it be maybe healthy and wise for you to fully understand what's going on this season for future years? You can say, you know, back in 2022, <laughs> this is what was going on. You want to talk about pain. You want to talk about pain. We tell you about 2021, 2022. Right. Husker basketball. Right. Now, if you're not paying attention to it, you can't really do that as much. You can do it. You can do it probably to enough of an extent. But I will tell you this: I can do it to more of an extent than you because I've been watching all the games, all of them. Fair. I've not missed one, and I and I try not to miss a play, um, a, a possession. So, I, and because I'm trying to like, I'm trying to learn from it a little bit. What are you learning? You're trying to learn, but what a are lot. you actually I mean, a lot. learning? I'm learning a lot. What, okay, give us a couple pointers here. Okay. A couple factoids you've been learning. Well, one thing we learned today is as the, the scan to ticket attendance is good. It's good we brought that up. People wonder what kind of crowds are going over there. Well, the, the place is half full. Okay. We learned that. So we learned that half the fan base will hold in there during incredibly bleak times. Incredibly bleak. We're learning right now that style of play matters. And the Big Ten, the Big Ten has a certain sort of way. You know, it's very big man oriented. Um, not all teams, but most of them. I mean, Minnesota's a rare team where Nebraska's not going to face a team with, with you know, a big inside presence. But we, we're learning that style of play matters. I mean, I thought going in, ah, Fred, it's just a system. I mean, it'll <laughs> it, it'll be adaptable. Ah, you got to recruit more bigs, okay? You, um, you would think that through this, better years, bigs. they would understand that. More bigs, better bigs. Derek Walker's a good player. I don't even consider him a big. He's not that big. He's six foot eight. Plays below the rim. He's a good player, but I don't consider Derek Walker a big. So your big is Eduardo Andre, who's. You know, off the, not an offensive player. On the bench, yeah, not, yeah, he comes off the bench. He's not an offensive. He's not really an offensive threat. He's playing well on defense. But if that's your, if that's your inside presence in the Big Ten, good luck. Okay, good luck against Hunter Dickinson. Good luck against Trace Jackson Davis. Good luck against Zach Eady. Good yep. luck against Kofi Coburn. I mean, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck against the kid at Iowa. Good luck against Wisconsin. The kid at Penn State too. Good. Do you pit, see what I'm the saying? Monster at yeah. Penn State. Do you see what I'm saying? It's a big league. Well, we we know that though. Is that we're just waiting for them to understand. Hey, you, you need to have well, a big guy. No, this. yeah, you knew that, but you weren't saying that when Fred took the job. Well, the, the, I don't know if this well, style. Yeah, I thought it would work out because right. Fred Hoiberg is an offensive you guru. Learned. I learned. I'm not sure that he you did. Ask me what what we're, what we're learning. We're learning. That. Why did we learn more than the coaching staff has? Well, I think he has adapted his offense, Jake. He has, but they have. He made changes. Got a, a big guy. No, well, they can't do that in season. And, they, and, and now they finally have a point guard Jake, for next year, Ramel Lloyd. But well, it took four years for that to happen. Yeah, if he's if he's around next year, yeah. you got a point guard finally after four years. I mean, Cam Mack was a point guard, but he also had issues. <laughs> yeah, and then years two and three, no point guard. Not really. And year four, you got to hope a freshman comes in and tears it up. And Ramel Lloyd, if you're still around as a head coach, mm-hmm. that's just not. Don't I don't get what else? it. You can't explain that to me. Uh, here we go. Here's some text. Okay. So I told you that Wet Blanket bought the tickets for three bucks. Yeah. He says I felt ripped off when I left the game. 
There was three bucks. <laughs> Wet. Three bucks. Okay. Sparky says, Sparky here. Good morning, guys. Loyal fan. I was offered free tickets and parking the last couple games. Turned them down because that's a waste of three hours. Yeah, it's, t- it's a time commitment that's... I felt a little bit that way on Saturday. Jordan Now, Jordan has a different experience here. Jordan Lincoln says, I have had season tickets and have sold every game since December with strong interest from people to buy. There, there, uh, there is odd demand still out there. Okay, that's, that's interesting. That, to me, is a rare story. Jordan's found some good buyers. I have found... I know people that are having just a hell of a time trying to get rid of tickets. Just a hell of a time. Okay. Either give them free, not not getting them, not even giving them away. And I, I know people in the 100 level that have been trying to give their tickets away and just can't even give them away for free or, or five bucks. I was struck by the God. Okay, I can just imagine Chris Baznet right now sitting by me after I say this and saying, "What are you talking about?" I was. I'll see what your reaction was. As bad as things, as bad as things have been. Okay, I went to the Wisconsin game, just the recent Wisconsin game. As bad as things have been, I was still taken aback by the lack of energy in the building. Now, what would what would Bass say? Why were you taken aback, you They're moron? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, six and seven. Yeah, how could you be possibly taken aback? Well, I was. I was. As bad as things are, I still thought it'd be better. Well, they were down by 35 points. No, this is Wisconsin. Oh, oh Wisconsin. Well, that was also a, a 4 p.m. It was game. 4 p.m. There was 4,500 the people. I don't there. care. Okay. It was a rescheduled game. Yeah. I'll defend the fans. No, there. no, no, no. I'm not I'm not bagging on the fans. My God, they're there. There was probably 7,000, I don't know, 6,000. 4,500 4, 4, 4, was the number. Okay, I'm sorry. The exact scan number. ticket. Number. That's a low number. Because but it was a rescheduled game. You can say 4 p.m. all you want. If Nebraska was 17-3 and three, or yeah, if they were eighteen and four, there, there would have been. That was also a game that was 12, supposed to be hold Tuesday. Hold on, hold on. If there were, if it, if there were eighteen and four, there'd be fourteen thousand people there. Understood. I mean, that's under, that, that's Nebraska for you, though. I don't know. I was just. I, I'm telling you, I was. I knew it would be quiet, and I knew it would be kind of weird, and it was worse than I thought it'd be. It was scary we got a couple calls waiting on the and i Honda. was concerned and, and if i were the ad i'd be very concerned by that well i i think he probably is i'm not trying to speak for trev but i assume he's probably concerned by what he's seeing yeah on we the, have, on the court and in the stands we, we have two hoops callers that we have to get to now let's, let's do it mike you're up first you're on early break go ahead Hey, guys, I just wanted to say, um, you know, someone made the comment, well, there's nothing else to do. Yeah. And I, I guess I'm not seeing that. Now, I sit by Sean Callahan in Section 113, and I'm not going to lie, if there's a game I can't go to due to, you know, previous commitments, it's not easy always to get rid of the tickets. But the people I sit around are half show up, and it's not because they don't have anything else to do. I, the guy that sits right between me and Sean Callahan, um, I texted him Sunday, where he at? Well, he was in the Caribbean. I think the guy's pretty affluent. Mm. And after a game, or I, you know, I was kind of frustrated a few games ago. And, you know, I said, I don't know if I can justify the amount of money to sit through this again. He goes, I'll always support the program. There you go. And several other guys said it. And, and, and people can laugh and say, well, what else are you going to do in Nebraska? But for a team that's never won an NCAA tournament game, that hasn't had success, to me, I'm a glass half full. I, I think it's kind of impressive 
the people that show up. And Steve, I get your point. It'll it'll be kind of interesting to see how the crowd is. I think we've all gotten to the point where we're, we probably don't sound like we're into the game right for the ego because we just. What's going to happen? You're expecting the hammer to drop. Hmm. Northwestern gets off to a five-zero start, and everyone's just like, "Here we go again." And, and and that seems to always be the case. Or they hit a couple threes, and it's like, "Oh boy, here it is." But I I have a ton of respect for the fans. Yeah, it's yeah, not fifteen thousand, but I I think there's a core. In fact, I just tell you one funny thing that I think's funny. So we were playing Northwestern, and they had like two possessions in a row. Or Northwestern got three or four offensive rebounds. Yes, they come down, they do it again, and finally, after about their fourth miss, we get the rebound, and the crowd does a sarcastic cheer. And my wife stands up and cheers, and she knows basketball, but she doesn't know sarcasm. That's a sarcastic cheer. They're not really. She's got a good heart. She's got a good heart. She hasn't been. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thank you. That was a good one. Call Mike. That was a good one. Now, hey, now I want to tell you, Mike, Mike, if you're back, um, I I, I hope I didn't sound like I was being critical of the fans for that Wisconsin game. I wasn't being critical of the fans. You were just taking back how how quiet it was, lack of buzz. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I guess maybe that you could interpret that as criticism, but no. I mean, I it is what it is. It was a. It's been a horribly disappointing season, and it's a four o'clock game. Yep. And I so I knew it would be a light crowd with lack of energy. I'll but reschedule the game from Tuesday to that Thursday. Too, also. That too. There's yeah. several so, factors. But so no, no, I'm not being critical of the crowd. In fact, I started this show by saying I look at it kind of glass yeah. half full. I I have no criticism of the crowd. Yeah. You, if you're going to game still for an 0 12 team, kudos to you. Oh yeah, and I'm completely and kudos Jake, to you. He's Mike Bob. Bob, hold on. Mike said something that I don't know, Jake. If I were you, I would I would maybe reassess your approach. The the gentleman who told Mike, "What I'm always going to support the program." I have no problem with that. Please, yeah, do do support the program. I, well, I love why can't I you love support a, the program. I I track them, but I, I have <laughs> I don't I don't need to spend two hours of my life you know following something I know is going to be support. painful. That's what someone that's texted me. Support. Do you watch the Dolphins when they're when they're terrible? I said, "Well, I track them when they're when they're horrible. Jake, I don't watch them though. I don't know if I consider. Don't consider this a personal attack. I'm just we're just having a a, a, a very adult discussion. I don't know if it's support when you just are there and they're when they're winning. And that's not support. I, I have been. Oh, I have been. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm, no, that is not. Nope. Okay. I have been to so many games in my lifetime for teams that were not good okay. for Nebraska. But I told you, I like right. the way those teams fought. I could tell yeah. Yeah. there was a care okay. and there was a passion for what they were doing. Okay. I haven't felt that way okay. a lot of times okay. with this team. And I don't want to go watch that okay. if I feel that way. All right. Because it hurts me to that's see a fair. team that's not fighting as hard as they should. That's fair. Compared to teams of the past that I know weren't very okay. good but fought. Nice. Like I could tell that's you, Doc's good, teams were going to fight, yeah. and Tim Miles usually yeah. were going to have teams gonna that fight. fight. Yeah, they're going to fight. So I, fight. I, I I push back against that. I, I have supported this team through a lot of bad seasons. I appreciate when that. they went. There's a year when I was in college that they they won two. They went two and fourteen in conference play. Guess what? I was there for every home game. Yeah, you're every home game. Yeah, you got you got me. Okay, Bob. Okay, a couple calls. Then we get to get Sean Callahan. Bob, you're up first. You're on early break. Go ahead. Hey, Jake. I think you're just a bandwagon fan. Okay, and I'll tell you why. 
When I remember, I'm going to go back to baseball. Okay. Under, under Sanders. Right before Sanders was fired, I was at a baseball game, a doubleheader. It was cold. And uh, there was only five people in the stand. My boy Whoa. and I were two of them. Whoa. Okay? Okay. Yeah. Then they turned around, and the following year, Van Horn came in. At the end of the season, I told somebody, I said, man, I said this. And we had just got him playing Texas. And I said, man, this team is going to do something special. Guy goes, why? Hmm. They didn't win. We were only out. We didn't make the tournament. We were only out by a game, game and a half. The following year, and we make the tournament. The following year after that, Texas comes back into town. The place is full, and I'm going, I'm going crazy. Mm-hmm. And this guy looks at me and goes, "Boy, you should go to Texas." Texas fan goes, "I don't want him." I says, "You know, I've been there, done that. I wouldn't go back to Texas." I says, "I spent, I spent four years. I spent two years in Texas. Mm-hmm. You know, I paid my dues. Mm-hmm. You know." You guys jump in here right when they're winning and everything, and oh yeah, we're 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 behind the team. You know when you're struggling. Oh, I can't be. You know where are you? You know the only bad thing about it is that my hours. I've got another job, mm-hmm. yep. and so my hours is and that um, I'm only going to be able to see baseball um, on Fridays and Saturdays when they're at home. Okay, well that's something. And that, but you know what? I still follow them. I follow all the Nebraska sports. And I'm behind all of them. Okay. And win, lose, or draw, you know, and and I and support these coaches. I mean, yeah, they might be having, you know, might be having a, a struggle, and the team might be struggling, but you know, you still support them. You still support these players. You still support these coaches, just like Nebraska Bay, uh, football. And I'm gonna tell you something. Okay. You guys and okay. you guys were talking about it er, uh, earlier this week, okay. or was it last okay. week? But I wouldn't be surprised, and I'm telling you now, I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska runs the table because the way it, when when Nebraska played before and something went negative, the wheels fall off, and it was a downhole slope. It this year it wasn't like that. That is a culture change. They fought and they fought, and I wouldn't be surprised if Nebraska with all these new changes and that. Run the tables and are in the Big Ten championship, and won't stop there. And let's be an underdog, and let's take down whoever we play. Okay, Bob, love it, Bob, wow, pal. <clears throat> Bob, Bob, love the enthusiasm. I would say uh, I'd be shocked if that happened, but I like the fact that Bob is is feeling that confidently about I, the team. I can imagine Bob. On Bob that, is an optimist on that cold day at Buck Belter. Okay, with um, five people in the stand. Five. I used to see that. You I mean, saw that. there was, yeah, there'd be 12 people literally. Christmas. I mean, it'd be 30 degrees. They'd yeah, be playing cold, yeah. metal stands, uh, metal press box. Um, but Bob, I, I mean, there would be a few hardy souls sitting out there, wind blowing at them. Um, he called you a bandwagon fan. Call me every once. Hello. Hello. I've been through some bad times. I just, I can, I see a product that I don't, I don't. I don't think you are a bandwagon fan. You've just said enough's enough this yeah. year. Well, I felt that way. I mean, Jim they, is Jim still. They on? lost seven. No, they, they lost seventeen straight Jim? games the first to close <clears throat> the first year too. I got you. It's been it's been a lo- very, very hard time in the Hoiberg era. 
Like you thought it was bad before. It has never been this bad. Eight o'clock tonight. You gotta. You gotta be. Uh, you gotta be watching. I will be aware of the game. Probably have <laughs> eyes on it. I will not be there for sure. I got things to do tonight. I gotta do the teammates mentoring hour tonight. 6 oh, you to do. Seven p.m. Okay. Here on these airwaves. Okay. Then the game's not till eight. I, I know, but I, I got things to do. I got to okay. prepare for tomorrow. Yeah, we got a lot. That's what happens. I got you. Uh, we'll have Sean Callahan next on early break <laughs> in the ticket.